Sean, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Really appreciate it. Um, so basically, just to start off, we just wanted to um, kind of break it down for the viewers who may not really be uh, familiar with who you are. So kind of just give them an insight into who, who you are, kind of where you're from, and kind of just the music you create. Uh, I'm a young creator from uh, Metro Detroit. Um, started singing and recording, like, well, I started singing, like, beginning of elementary school. You know, my church choir, kind of like every other like artist, like typically, you know. Um, but um, I pretty much started like recording in high school and shit. So I've been I've been doing this shit for about nine years. Oh well, okay, that's a decent amount of time. Nine yeah. years, yeah. What kind of spurred the moment when you were like, oh, I want to do music for a living? I want to do music. Heartbreak. Heartbreak. Okay. <laughs> like I knew, heart, huh? like I knew I had the vocals. Okay. Um. My family, they were in the music. They were like part of Motown and shit. Oh wow! And it's just like, like sports was my first love. But like, I didn't really like. I always had a passion for singing, yeah. but like, I didn't really want to start fucking experimenting, experimenting with it until I started seeing like people in my high school like doing music and shit, you know, and getting somewhere with it, like in the Detroit scene, you know. Right. Cool sport. Uh, baseball, track, oh, right, okay. basketball, okay. everything. Right? Yeah, baseball. Yeah, cool. I play. I played. Uh, I pitched and I played third. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you got the arm on you. Yeah, yeah most pitched. definitely. <laughs> so uh, you were born in Detroit, but then grew up in Atlanta. How yeah. did those? Uh... I was. So I grew up in Metro Detroit. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I went to Atlanta for college. Oh, okay. And I attended Morehouse College. Oh, okay. okay. And before, actually, I was in a group in Detroit. I was a singer, my partner was a rapper. Okay. And then I moved to Atlanta, and that's when I started my solo career. Nice, okay. So it was like, I rebranded myself. So you kind of say, like, I got a fresh start, you know, as right. Sean Christopher. Okay. So I've been at it for about five years now. Cool. You know. Now, when you made that transition from obviously being part of that duo and then going solo, mm -hmm. what kind of spurred you wanting to kind of do your own thing? I mean, so when I moved to Atlanta, it was kind of like a... It was kind of hard to be in a group when you when when your partner was in another state. You know oh, what I mean? Because okay, okay. exactly. Mm. So it was kind of hard. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do my own thing. I know you can do your. You know you're gonna do your own thing regardless. Mm -hmm. So how did you make that work then? If you you guys are in the beginning, you guys were in two different states. So would he just take trips down? So it wasn't that. It wasn't actually that hard because. We had kind of like a fallout right before I moved to Atlanta, mm -hmm. so it was kind of easier for me to just transition, you know, mm -hmm. into Atlanta and become like a solo artist. Yeah, cool. Uh, so your your music's been labeled a lot of different things. So trap soul, you got urban R and B, mm -hmm. uh, urban pop. How would you uh, personally like? How would you label or characterize your music? Mm. R and bass. Mm? Yeah, okay. R and B with a little bit of oomph to mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. you know. But a kick to it, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, is there any? I guess you wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to like, compare you to anyone, but is there anyone that you like look up to and kind of take tips and pointers from when they're listening to their music? Exactly. Uh, the Dream. Oh, never, never heard, heard of these. Where dream. are they from? No. It's a just one guy. Okay. <laughs> He's written for Beyonce. He's written for shit, Chris Brown. Everybody in the industry. Oh wow. So like the Dream. Uh, if you want to go back. Probably like 112, fucking um, Jagged Edge, okay. you know, yeah. Chris Brown, 
Yeah, well, I never have to. No, yeah. Uh, big, after this. big names though. He's Probably working with uh, mm-hmm. Craig David and, and Drake, of course. Oh, Drake. David. I say my style now. I get from older Drake. Drake, yeah, like 2009, sure, yeah. 2010, 2011. Okay. So like, right? like thank me later, like that. Exactly. Thank okay. me later to take care. Right. That trans that stage. Cool. Yes, sir. Um. So I guess from starting in, uh, like since 2015, you've been like releasing like a lot of like wide wide range of uh, music mm-hmm. um, how do you think it's developed from like 2015 to to now that's a good question uh, I feel like my pen has gotten a lot better since 2015 yeah. nice um, my cadence and like if you listen to my older music you can see that a lot of my inspiration comes from Party Next Door his older oh. stuff okay his older stuff but like between the 2016 2017 when i started linking up with some of my own producers and i stopped um getting beats off of youtube mm-hmm. like you know party next door type beats drake type beats mm-hmm. when i started having producers you know um make beats and construct beats that were to my liking and what i wanted to hear mm-hmm. that's when i started finding my sound okay nice. and my own my own voice my own identity nice you know cool um so you, I mean, you just dropped your most recent EP, um, Unrequited Two, back in February. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what was kind of the inspiration behind creating kind of the the part two or the the sequel to Unrequited, uh, Unrequited One? Heartbreak. Yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> there <you go>. Heartbreak. Unreciprocated <laughs> Unre- <laughs> love. Uh, <laughs> like everything I write about, is I write about what I'm going through at that certain moment. Okay. Okay. Like. And unrequited one, unrequited two, like I was going through heartbreak. I had an ex fiance. Mm-hmm. Wow. She did me dirty. Mm. So I'm like, you know what? Because I wasn't, when I was with her, I wasn't focused. I wasn't really putting out, I was putting out probably like singles every three months. Okay. Yeah. You know? And then as soon as she did, she did me dirty about, she did me dirty about like maybe like four times and shit. Mm. So like, I feel right after she did that shit for the last time like you know what i'm gonna stun on you bitch yeah. i'm gonna stun on you you feel me yeah. so i'm like i'm gonna put out ep after ep just crank it out yeah exactly and the person who gave me that advice is uh one of uh, roy woods managers roger brooks okay. he was like you know what? you need to start putting out eps because you know people's attention spans are so short you know that's true like if you put out a single every three months people are going to forget about that single yeah especially yeah. if you don't have like a fucking machine behind you a mm-hmm. label mm-hmm. or a fucking marketing team yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. to keep to keep it in people's exactly. heads exactly right? yeah mm-hmm. i've heard i've heard that uh, about the what you should release eps albums or singles i've heard a lot of like mixed uh, reviews on that mm-hmm. like some people say that you should just in the beginning release like tons and tons of singles and then mm-hmm. lead up to an album but you're saying you prefer to dropping eps mm-hmm well, I did so I started I did I did the single thing from 2015 to 2017. Okay. okay. And then once I, once I started building up a buzz, like okay, now I have a kind of an audience, I have a fan base. Now right. I can put out the projects, you yeah. know? Okay. You know? Yeah. So you're saying in the early stages, obviously. Right. I was just putting out single after single to try to get acknowledgement, you know, and get yeah. that foundation too, because exactly. it's like you don't want to you don't you don't want to drop like a full length project and not have a fan base to like appreciate it, because you know you put a lot of time and effort in and you want people to appreciate and mess with it, right? So yeah, right, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So you spend a lot of your time, Detroit, Atlanta, and Toronto. Uh, what's your take on the city of Toronto? No. It's booming music. <laughs> I fucking love Toronto. <laughs> the people are so fucking nice. Um, 
like um, I met Roy and uh, and Brooks and them. Mm-hmm. What is it like four years ago now? Like we've been we've been cool for like five, four or five years now. And yeah, like they just took me under their wing. You know, like, I DM'd Roger Brooks, one of Roy's managers. I DM'd him a snippet of one of my songs. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, I didn't know I didn't think he was gonna respond, but he, you know, he responded. He was like, "I like what I hear. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're in Toronto, hit me up. We'll link." And, you know, Detroit's only like three, four hours it's away. Not, it's not, you know, not, it's not yeah. far. That was yeah. farther, to be honest. So, yeah. Tunisia hit me up. It was like December 2015. That week, a week later, literally after you DM me, mm-hmm. I came to Toronto. Nice. I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna pass this opportunity up. Yeah, you know? it's a big opportunity. So, ever you know? Yeah, it goes to show. It's like you were you weren't expecting when you sent that DM that they're gonna get back to you. It's good. Exactly. And this was like the same year Roy got signed to OVO. Oh, really? 2015. Yeah, he got signed in 2015. Yeah, sweet. So, should we expect like any other collaborations with Toronto artists or? As of right now, oh, Keyshawn the Don. Yeah, Keyshawn. Shout out Keyshawn. We got some. We got a single out. Um, I'm gonna probably put on my next EP. Okay. Okay. Um, we're actually supposed to be hitting up the studio today and tomorrow. Yep. So there's gonna be a lot of more, a lot more stuff created, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I, I think that's it for right now. Are there any like are there any um Toronto artists that you're um that you're kind of listening to right now? They're like, oh man, like I'd love to get in the studio with them. Like I'm, I'm really messing with their sound. Well, you know, um, I've been listening to Roy. Roy yeah. Woods. Roy Woods. Um, yeah. Else? I mean, I I feel like Houdini's popping pretty good. Yeah. Um, oh, Pillar um, Anders. Anders. Anders, okay. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I Anders do a is good too. With him. He's sick. Man, he's really good. <laughs> I want to do a collab with him. Shout out Anders, too. Shout out Anders. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you're watching this, Anders. hit him up, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh. Um, I want to bring this up too because I think it's pretty it's pretty cool. Um, oh. so in 2017, um, I was reading that you became you were the first R&B artist to actually perform in Cuba. Yeah. Did you know that? Yes. Yes. So, the Cuban rap agency uh, emailed me and invited me to come to Cuba for their fiftieth anniversary for rap music. Oh wow! And so, August twenty seventeen, they had like various shows and stuff, and I was kind of like the headliner and everything. Okay. And um, yeah, man. So I went August twenty seventeen. I performed through all these shows. And people were kind of mad because, like, I'm not trying to throw shade. Okay. People were kind of mad because, like, my shit sounded so professional. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, you know, you know, Cuba, like, they're, like, 50 years behind as yeah. far as technology goes. Right. Like, mm-hmm. they're driving, like, 1960 cars and everything, you know. So I came up with, with the production and everything, you know. The whole team and you went up there. And yeah, but it was nothing but love, though. Like, they showed oh, nothing nice. but love, you know. Yeah. And I haven't been back. I haven't been in two years, but. I need to go back soon because yeah. I, got, I ended up ha- like adopting like a um well somebody a mother there adopted me like oh. caught you know adopted me as her own son and everything oh, wow. oh, so wow. like you gotta go back and visit right her. Yeah. she's okay, she's here. part of like the media in in Cuba okay too so like she's the one that like got me to shows and all of that oh wow okay so, so she kind of connected you right and I put out a documentary um December two thousand seventeen. But okay. I ended up taking it down because it wasn't really getting like the, the traction you wanted. Yeah, that I wanted to. Oh, okay. So I think I'm gonna like re-upload put it back. It. Out. You should re-upload. I w- I'd be interested. Like we'd right. be yeah. interested in checking yeah. that out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, you can cut it up and put it in. The- yeah. Exactly. And would you just like would you just be uploading like you would just upload it to YouTube or something if you were right. to put it back out? Yeah. But I feel like this time, 
like when I in 2017, I didn't really have like a good marketing team mm-hmm. okay. to like kind of like promote the shit in. But I feel like now, where I am right now with my marketing team, I feel yeah. like I can get some kind of traction to it. You know? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Cool. You got a good team around you. That's right. good. How uh, would you be able to kind of give us a? Uh, well, not really a walkthrough, but just like a yeah, sort of like a walkthrough of your creative process of how you approach uh, making singles or right, your awesome. EPs. Okay. So, what I'm gonna when I'm recording. I pretty much just like record melodies first. Mm-hmm. I record a melody for the hook, melody for the verses. Okay. And then after that, I put lyrics to them. Mm-hmm. You know, this sounds like that. That sounds like this. You know. Mm-hmm. And then after that, like I just, you know, like I said, I, I upload the vocals to engineers so they can just mix it. You know. Okay. So yeah. you don't. So sometimes you don't. Do you ever start with the beat first, or you just always go for with melodies first and then? Uh, well, so I'm getting like probably probably about like thirty beats a day. It might sent to my yeah, email. That's a lot. So it's like I pick one that I like. I do the references and everything, mm-hmm. and then I come back and I just fit words to it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. So. I guess with that, uh, what are your I guess your long term goals coming like as an upcoming artist? Long term goal. That's a good question. Uh, I want to hit billboards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of course, I want to work with some top tier artists. I want to do a little bit of songwriting too. Yep. Um. What else? Um. Do you want to like? Have you been touring at all? Like in in Europe or like the UK or anything like that? Is that's that... the thing. Like my most of my fans they're in the UK, so I need oh, to get over there. They've okay, been asking yeah. me to come over there, so. Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's just a matter of me finding like a a booking agent over there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. to help you like with the venues exactly. and schedule everything, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's a it's a big it's a big project. Yeah, we were talking about that today. Like on the way here, we're like, yo, yeah. it'd be really sick to just go and do some interviews in like the UK. Yeah, right. meet up with some artists. Because oh, they, they also have a pretty booming music scene as well too. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, I put a song called Trilouette back in two thousand sixteen. Mm-hmm. Good song. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and like the UK, they started putting, picking up the song first, like for like that mm-hmm. first year, 2000, 2016, 2017. Okay. They were the ones that were playing that shit. It got me up to, to like, to like 300,000, uh, plays and shit. Okay. And then it started, it started pouring, pouring into like the United States mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Kid Inc's manage, uh, manager slash DJ, DJ E. Will. Yeah. E. Will. Yeah. He picked it up and he put it on this Spinrilla. So that's how I that's how I gained my fan base. Like my fan base started in in the UK. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's really cool. Spe- speaking of Kidding and his team, have you have you connected with them? Like have they have you met Kidding at all or his team or anything nah. like that? No. No, nah, it was just like a simple repost on this Spinrilla. Okay. And that was it. I didn't even think to reach out to him. Yeah. You know, but I'm grateful though he did oh, this 100%, shit. You know? yeah. <laughs> he, the, the important thing is like he didn't have to do that too, right? Yeah, exactly. He just passed it by, so that's real love, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's good. Um, so it's got I guess kind of a deep question, but I feel like nowadays, at least in my opinion, a lot of artists they want like su- success like so fast, like they want it now. Um, so how do you how do you approach like having a balance between kind of enjoying enjoying the journey, enjoying kind of the the come up, mm-hmm. but also um, like making sure that you're you know you're consistently putting in the work and you're almost like working fast but you you're patient enough to uh kind of know like you know what it's it's a long it's a long-term thing it's a long-term thing like that type of mindset so i'll say for any upcoming artists like 
stay consistent with it mm-hmm. and just know that it's not going to happen overnight, you know? Yeah. It sounds cliche, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I've been at this shit for like almost 10 years and I had to rebrand myself and start over, you know? Okay. It's a learning process. It's yeah. very rare that you that you become an overnight sensation. It's, it's, it's rare, you mm-hmm. know? But with social media, yeah, I'm, I'm my advice is to utilize the hell out of social media. Okay. That's how I made most of my connections, you know? Yeah. Instagram, Twitter, you know? Now, is that just, like, reaching out to people, or would you say, like, how you brand yourself, the stuff you post, like, all that all that type of stuff? The just whole nine. In? All of that. Okay. Cool. Um, oh, you kind of co- covered it as, like, a, uh, advice for upcoming artists. Yeah. Okay. Was, would there be anything else that you would, like, just from, from your own experience, like, things that they should watch out for, kind of, like, how they should carry <laughs> themselves, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So watch out for motherfuckers who are just trying to get money out of you. Ah, uh, yeah, I've yeah. gotten several emails from motherfuckers who are, like, yeah, um, we can get you on this playlist, that playlist, for this amount of money. Mm. Uh-huh. So DJ, in, I feel like a lot, a lot of like DJ. I got a lot of messages from DJs too that do that. They're like, oh, we're mm-hmm. making like a big, big mixtape, a bunch of artists. Right. Pay this amount of money, you can get on it. Exactly. Um, also, um, I've had two offers from labels. Oh wow. Atlantic Records and and uh, Capitol Records. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty big labels. Yeah, they are. But um. In 2016, I had my first uh, record uh, label meeting okay. with the Atlantic. It was with an A&R um, by the name of Success. He's like the executive A&R of Atlantic. Okay. And um, at that time period, they're offering they're offering me a songwriting deal. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, like I was like, you know what? I don't think I want to do that shit because, mm-hmm. like, I want to tell my own story. I don't want to write for other people. Yeah. Cause like to remind you, like I write about what I go through, and that's yeah. how I write my music. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think I didn't think that that was like another avenue to get to where I want to be ultimately. Yeah. yeah. So for my advice for upcoming artists, if you get some shit presented to you, take that shit. You know, mm-hmm. take okay. it because it's only gonna help you out and get right. you notoriety. You know. Mm-hmm. And especially having like kind of like that brand backing you and that kind exactly. of you know, like I'm I'm an artist with I work with Atlantic or Columbia or whoever. Exactly. Right? Like, it helps a lot. Connections. And I, and I, I didn't end up taking the deal. No. Because like you know, I was you know, I was younger and I was naive. Okay. I was like you know I don't want to be a songwriter. Yeah, I wanted to do, do your own, spotlight. own stuff. That's okay though. Like, you know? wanted to build up your own own music and not right. write for someone else. I'm guessing they wanted you to be a ghostwriter. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's the same yeah. thing that happened to one of my friends. Um, they, they got contacted by Atlantic mm-hmm. Atlantic Records. They asked her to be uh, write for them for yeah. money, and I'm just telling her I'm like. Man, you want to go, go for it? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Right? Yeah, I think you're a great artist. You don't need mm-hmm. to be ghostwriting for right people. Yeah. Well, everything happens for a reason. Listen, right? if you love music, if you love music, if you love the creative process, then like you just gotta go for it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Music is music. Whether you're writing for other people or you're writing for yourself, mm-hmm. you just gotta. You just have to. As long as you have a love for music, you're always gonna get somewhere. Yeah. Mm. And I feel like it also has to deal with, like, sometimes people's ego, too, exactly. can uh, stop them from doing certain things. Because, like, again, you were like, you know, like, I want to do this. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's some people that even take it to, like, an extreme mm-hmm. where they're like, not nah, like, I'm the next Drake or something, and their ego is just way, so exactly. way up there. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, exactly. whoa. I know some people like that in Atlanta, man. Yeah. They need to, 
they need to just like humble themselves for real, for real. Yeah. yeah. You see, would you see that more in Atlanta and in Detroit than in Toronto, or is it similar? Hey, in Atlanta, bro, everybody's they're all about flexing. Mm. <laughs> they're all about flexing. Yeah, they're trying Flo. to do the, the chop flex, like the Gucci. <laughs> exactly, and the, bro. And the like and half, bro, half of the fucking cars that they have, they're rented, my yeah, G. Yeah, at least, or they can't even afford the payments on them. <laughs> right. They go on uh, what's it called? Uh, what's it called? Turbo or some shit? Yeah. Okay. The app to rent right. cars. To rent cars, yeah. Like they, that's what they do. That's what they do. They do it for everything though. The, the, the videos, music videos. Yeah. I did. I ain't gonna lie. I did that shit for my last video. I had a video in L.A. Okay. L.A. I was in L.A. last week. I had a music mm-hmm. video, a video shoot. Yeah. And I did this. Yeah, shit, but it's right? a little bit different though. You're just yeah, sure. that's for the video. But, but, but I never try to flex with it though. That's the thing. You that's know? what I think is different, right? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Because I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like regardless if you, if you put on an image where you make people believe that you got all this like the truth comes out at the end of the day right Definitely. so it's going to shoot and, yourself in the foot and at that point you start balancing separate lives like Hannah Montana ah uh, yeah <laughs> you're a broke you're a broke <laughs> you're a broke ass motherfucker alright but you're but on Instagram you're a, you're a flexing motherfucker right. who has everything. Yeah, like, yeah. there's just too much to fucking deal with. Like, yeah, I want to, yeah. I want I don't want to have all this shit on my plate. No, you know what I mean. On your mental yeah. too. You know, it's a lot to exactly. deal with on your head, right? It's yeah, all in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like you don't really know who you are exactly. Like, I get hello females in my DMs every day. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm not no 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 cap no cap no cap yeah, every yeah. day, <laughs> and it's like, damn, I, th- I think to myself like, yo. Had I fucking flexed with this fucking car mm. or this watch or that watch or all this jewelry and shit, and then she sees me in real life, I don't have that shit. Yeah, she'd be like, oh, like, where is it? I'm going to be a fucking joke. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> And you know what, too, is like it also weeds out like those type of people and especially like girls and women as well who are who just want to like attach themselves to this artist or that person for that reason. It's not genuine. Bingo. It's trying to get a come up, a little piece, you know? Yeah. Bingo. And it's, it's, it's yeah. definitely, it's definitely kind of hard to find these days, especially, yeah. in, especially in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? So... It's just, you just gotta keep that in mind. Yeah. So I guess you're pretty. You're pretty like. Um, what's the word? You're pretty cognizant of how how you move and who you move with. Exactly. Yeah. I keep a I keep a, a small circle. Tight yeah. circle. People who are like minded. Yeah. Okay. People who have the same goals and dreams that I do, aspirations that I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Would you say that your circle's gotten smaller as, as you? Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of people like in Detroit mm-hmm. that I used to kick it with. Mm-hmm. Who are still there? Not really doing shit with their lives. Mm-hmm. Okay. I used to come home holidays, kick it with them. Yeah. Right. Now I don't. Cause like I don't want that energy rubbing off on yeah. me. It's all about yeah. energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know I don't want, I don't want those people, to to influence me. I don't. You know I don't want to get into any negative bullshit. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of want to do your thing, stay out of trouble, and you know exactly. let the success speak for itself. Exactly. Right. So. And to remind you, it's Detroit. Yeah. You know, it's Detroit. Like, the fucking... I think it used to be the murder capital. It's not anymore, probably. Chicago now. It's Atlanta. still up there, though. Hey. Uh, what's up, man? What's up? What's <laughs> up? <laughs> <laughs> He's showing the motherfucking dog. Bam, bam. What up? Hey, what's up, what's up, what's up man? I didn't even lock it. Hey, friend. Oh, you good, bro. You got to dab me up now, bro. You're already here. You're already bombing the Perfect shit, timing. Bro. What's good, fam? What's up, what's good? She's showing the motherfucking dog, bro. Guys. Blast that shit back. <laughs> you feel me? We're, we're almost done. Yeah, we're almost done. We can yeah. Just wrap it up. All right.
yeah, let's wrap it up. So here. I guess to kind of wrap it up, um, what's uh, what's like kind of you know your plan for the rest of 2019? Any new stuff we should expect? Like what's what's going on? Shit, man! Release these EPs, my nigga. Okay. <laughs> Shows, EPs, uh, videos, visuals. That's where it's at. YouTube, okay. my nigga. YouTube yeah, money. Yeah. You know. <laughs> YouTube money, yeah. All day, every day. Cool. They lowered the cost. It, it, uh, you don't make as much anymore, though. Oh no. Uh, I think they lowered the. Uh, I wouldn't know, nigga. I haven't made money off YouTube yet, but I plan on <laughs> in it. Time, man, it just, in time, man. In time, within due time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, where can your fans like follow? Or, uh, follow you and stuff yeah yeah so instagram sean christopher 001 that's pretty much what i have yep i had a twitter but like i don't know yeah. some shit going on with it okay uh you know what i'm about to fucking reactivate that shit okay it's s christopher 01 on twitter okay uh facebook is for like mostly fans and uh, f- family and friends and shit yeah. okay so like instagram and twitter that's it that's it Exactly. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. No worries. All right. right. Cool. Yeah, yeah.